The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 365 Message Center show, episode number 238. And this is going to be a different one. This is going to be all about the... We're in May now. Oh, my goodness, we're in May. Mm. And uh, (laughs) this is going to be about demonstrating and talking about items, uh, features, changes that have landed in April, so this past month. And uh, and would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on these. So if you're live in the chat with us, we'd, we'd love to see those in the live chat, put them in the comments if uh, you're catching the recording and share us on social. We are 365MCS on all the socials. So love to uh, see and engage with you there. Just tag us. We'd um, love to hear your thoughts and opinions. And if we can help in any way, let us know. So yep, we hello, enjoy Darryl. preparing you for change. Yes, we, Daniel. But we also like to look and see how did that change land within your organization. Sometimes 100%. it just appears. Uh, these days, you know, even though we get a bit of a warning, sometimes they just things appear, and we're, what is this, and how do I use that? And a few support tickets later, and everyone has figured out what it is. <laughs> and other times, uh, you get a bit more warning. You can prepare for change. You can um, adjust your your learning material as mm-hmm. the message sometimes says yeah yeah for sure so six messages today daniel um and we'll we'll look back on those messages we'll see what it said we'll demonstrate a little bit of it indeed and talk about how uh, our opinions and how things have landed and how they uh, how they run exactly and uh i would upvote that if you had put that in Yammer. You would. Well, that's probably quite appropriate, Daniel, because the the first message is all about Yammer and upvotes. Go really? ahead. Yeah. Wow. I, Skills, who man. Would have, who would have thought that's what the first <laughs> one was? So this one is something we talked about. Uh, all of them really are. But this one is questions and answers in Yammer. Upvoting answers MC334276. And this was published in February February 18th. And this is this feature is bringing that ability to take when you ask a question in Yammer and you have answers, then people can come along and upvote those answers. And then you as a post original asker that asked the question can go in and mark the best answer. So this should be rolled out to everyone. Um, should be have rolled out fully um, earlier last month. Mm. So let's just dive in and take a look at what this is and uh, you know what that experience is for your users. Let's, so that, let's get rid of that message. So take here we are in Yammer, uh, in New Yammer, and this is the operations community. And I am Megan. And Megan, uh, I, <laughs> I was about to talk to, about myself in third person there. I am Megan. And so I asked this question of, do we have uh, information on this new model DC 1000? And someone answered. So what 
uh, Yammer has done as a first run type of experience for me. I haven't uh, acknowledged this yet. It has said, hey, you can now vote on items, you know, upvote items that uh, people have put in as answers for your question. So uh, it's just right here. I can say I can upvote that. And that's anyone. Anyone can come in and upvote um, those comments, those, those answers to your questions. But since I asked the question, I, you know, I could also mark this as the best answer. Mm. And it could be that there's several answers that are good. But, you know, maybe I want to mark the first one that was the best one or maybe of all of them, this is the best one. In this case, it is just the only answer, but it is the best answer because it gave it to me. So I'm going to check that box. And what that means is it's going to show for me, uh, show as the first one for, you know, others come in and, and give answers. That's great. Uh, there could be a conversation here. That's fantastic, whatever. Mm. But uh, know that that best answer is going to be showing up at the top there. So everyone can see the question and see the answer right away, which is which is awesome. The only thing I think I would caution people doing is when you're marking best answer is to make sure it makes sense in context. <laughs> meaning, yeah. meaning, if someone's coming in, they put an answer in, but, or they put a, a comment in which was a comment to something that's part of the answer. If you mark the thing down below as the best answer, then when I come into this and it says, maybe I mark the best answer as yes, that's exactly the location. And that's what mm. the comment was because you're just confirming that that's what the location was. Then when I come and look at this and go, wait, that's, What's the answer is yes, that's the location. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> Just remember the context is, you know, when people are coming in and they see this, um, that it makes sense. So um, that should be live for those of you that are using Yammer. And maybe uh, this is one of those, I think it's a, a really big use case for Yammer uh, mm. is this question and answer and bringing this upvoting and bringing this best answer uh, marking the best answer is a um, great feature that maybe this is something you want to look at if you're not using Yammer or you're not using this functionality very much in Yammer. Maybe, you, you know, a community around questions uh, and answers would be something that you would want to fire up in your organization. What do you think, Daryl? What I like about this is it helps the crowd who is answering the question to signal what they think is the best answer. It's still in control of the person who asked the question to mark his best answer. But as the conversation continues, uh, that if there's any opinion involved, or maybe people are trying to signal their experience that, yep, I had that too, agreed, then it bumps it, it further up. And it also helps the person who asked the question to find that best answer because best answer puts it to the top, but upvoting also raises it up the list and then um, sometimes through conversation best answer might change so yeah maybe maybe that'd be the case but it saves a lot of time doesn't it Daniel when people are looking for answers and that they, they go through search and, and yam the results come up and if there is if the answer's right there then it's super helpful 100 percent I'm, and I think more and more organizations will start using this functionality because it really is that nice way to get that 
uh, organizational information in the hands of, of people, right? So mm, mm, for sure. Exactly. Yep. All right. Well, um, so let's, let's, uh, I'd like to hear more of how you would report on that and present information. That. Yeah. Potentially, um, you could, you could report on uh, that. Like was a, a terrible newscaster. transition. I'm that trying to chair. piece it together with what I'm, I'm talking sorry. about. That's my bad. Presenter modes, move and resize options, MC348225, published in the March 28th, is now available. It's uh, an interesting one. Uh, we're going to demonstrate it. Uh, it. It arrived, started to roll out early April, completed late April for standard release. But the interesting thing about this feature, as you'll see soon, is um, that it's difficult to demonstrate. Let me let me demonstrate that very conundrum. Ah ah ah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> sorry, hmm. or not sorry. Okay. okay. So I've had to, and I'll just pause this. I've had to record the demonstration of this feature from my mobile, pointing at my monitor. Now, why is that, Daniel? Have you ever used these presenter modes before? I have. Yep. So we'll just play through this. And and what happens when you go into presenter mode? I'm going to share some content. So I want to share like a, a PowerPoint. And then I'm going to use uh, one of the presenter modes. And this screen comes up. So notice how it was small to begin with. I'm just blowing mm-hmm. it up larger on my screen so that people can see it better in the demo. But what happens with that preview screen? Well, that's when you're presenting, you know, that preview screen is... Some, especially if you're using one monitor, mm. uh, is something that goes away because you're wanting to show, you know, the screen um, as, and so it gets out of the way. It's it's trying to be smart. Mm. Yeah, that's actually a good point, Daniel. There's a, a lot of people that do have to work off one screen and they're presenting. And if you have this preview of what the scene looks like with your presenter mode, you don't want it to be part of what you're actually sharing with the with the meeting. So this is why I had to point a camera at it because it didn't matter what tech I was using to try and capture that screen. I think that this kind of at the graphics card level or whatever, it, it actually gets removed from any kind of screen sharing. So we'll just play through it, make a few comments. This is the uh, standout mode where you can put yourself over the top. And what has changed, if uh, you can squint your eyes at the top left hand, right hand corner, there's a slider for changing the size. And uh, on the left top corner is you can change which side you uh, are using that mode on. So interesting thing with this is as you're changing the size it grows to towards the middle of your content and you'll want to change this depending on the content um, that you are trying to present this is a side-by-side mode uh, so again you can switch the different sides this also uh, is interesting too you get to a certain point where it grows to fill it out and as you continue the slider it then makes the content larger and your video feed smaller. So I quite like that one, Daniel, because mm-hmm. it makes it larger to start with, but then you can emphasize content over the presenter. Mm-hmm. Same thing, other side. Maybe I should have skipped this part. Let's do that. <laughs> so here's the um, 
the other one which is uh reporter mode where the content is up beside you but interesting thing here notice how the top of my head gets cut off somehow as you've resized that i don't know what's going on there i think maybe there's this frame that gets cropped um yeah probably shouldn't be cropping but uh no nope. yeah another engaging interesting way of putting content together would you find don't, uh don't these... lose your head daryl no i, I won't uh, 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 <laughs> but would you find this kind of content uh these kind of features useful when you're using a uh what's it called presenter mode yeah i think so and um phil in the chat room also likes this one uh because of the you know really being able to resize and get out of the way um you know especially a you know a mug like you um you know i th i think uh no, I think it's good. Uh, and and I wasn't a big fan of it at the beginning because of the mm. way it was implemented. It was it was all about here you are, good luck trying to get your content usable. Exactly. Um, with your face in the way, right? And so I, I yeah. like this better now for sure. Yeah, you had to you had to put your content or plan your content around where you think you were going to appear and that that just took too much thought. Mhm. Mm yeah. So that is that has arrived. Have fun with that. Um, <laughs> have, have fun with have, that. Have fun with that. Yep. Um, Daniel, there's a, yes. something that landed with forms recently. I noticed how I wasn't too fancy with the. Um, you didn't try very uh, not at hard all. with your with the with the transition. It was probably good uh, because you know, especially with my failing last time. So this one is forms splitting. Split, sending, and sharing entry point, MC3356388. And that number? <laughs> I thought um, I'd favorited it. <laughs> and uh, this is rolling out, and it should have been done. It, the initial target was late March, and then they moved it to late April. So you should have this in your tenant. And if you remember in forms when you went to go share, meaning share content for people to fill out your form um, or share content so that people can collaborate, meaning edit your form. It was all in the same spot and mm. there was a lot of complaints. In fact, I think when we covered this on the show, I mentioned there was uh, a, a time when a, a friend of mine did this and shared for a gathering feedback, but shared a link so everyone they send it to had edit permissions on the form so and could read all of the responses, right? And so you get that kind of like, wait a minute, I clicked the wrong thing. I wasn't paying attention. So what we have is now the ability to, uh, this is, I'm showing a form here. Um, and you'll notice that in the top right-hand corner, it now says collect responses. Uh, so when you click that, it is specific to that purpose. There is no get a link for collaboration or any. This is collect responses to your form. Okay. So you can select the security if anyone or specific people uh, get the URL. You could, you know, just get a URL. You can send an email, get the QR code to download, all of that. But it is, that's the only thing here. So that, you know, separating that out so you don't make that mistake again. Now. If you're looking for the collaboration features, it tells you right here that you can collaborate by going to the settings, three dots up here and say collaborate. 
and duplicate. And this is where you can say, well, I want to um, duplicate this. So share it, at, you know, create basically a template in that I can create another form based on this, or I can get a link to collaborate on it. And this would, again, allow someone to come in make edits, you know, build out this form, these questions, whatever, uh, together, also review the responses together. So you can do this, uh, but again, it's separated. And that's the whole purpose of this message is saying we've separated out to make it very clear that uh, you are getting different links. Um, I, I was kind of a little bit surprised when, when they separated these out because this looks nothing like sharing in OneDrive and SharePoint and, mm. you know, Teams and it, it doesn't, you know, we don't get that sharing dialogue um, that yeah. we've, we've had before, but it's, this is a different workload, right? Um, you know, you're, you're creating content to present, to gather this feedback in this form. So I get, I get to collect responses. I, I would like this sharing to be more in line with the sharing uh, experience that we have uh, elsewhere, but um, at least it's separated and that, Making that mistake will be more difficult. I'm not saying mm. it's totally prevented, but uh, it'll be more difficult to do. Yeah, what do you think? I, I think yeah, I think it. it well, b back to your point about having that consistent sharing dialogue. I think I can see forms making use of the same choices. That, that would be helpful. You, you're yeah. creating a sharing link. You're managing a sharing link. Um, you're sharing it with certain permissions maybe you're sharing it to people who already have access um mm -hmm. i think i think that would be useful yeah i agree sir so um you know what would also be useful is to have a quick way to switch the account i'm using in office 365 you know being able to switch from one user to another um, so that i can engage with different content. Agreed. Uh, and I do this reasonably frequently on the desktop with Office on the desktop. Uh, but this uh, message announces that you'll be able to, or you can today, <laughs> switch from um, Microsoft 365 web apps. So if you're in Word, Excel, PowerPoint, um, I haven't tried any of the others, but we're going to demonstrate this. Uh, the idea is that you might be working in your work account and you might want to switch to your personal account while you're working in word um, you might also switch to a different azure ad account perhaps you're helping a partner organization or you are um, a consultant and you need to use a different set of credentials so this allows you to be able to put those credentials in while you're working in an office web app and be able to switch between them do you want to see it in action, Daniel? I think we all do. Okay. We want to then. see what happens. Well, okay. this, how does this handle the you know tabs that are opened and all? Yeah, that? yeah. Let's, let's see this. Let's see this. Well, uh, here I have prepared earlier. Um, I'm signed in as uh, Daryl from uh, what am I called today? Uh, Modern Work Mentor, <laughs> and I also uh, my day job is uh, at WM Reply. So. I am also in office.com and I have opened up the Word web app. 
And so that will show me all the different Word documents that I've worked on recently, templates, etc. I've just signed in with a different account. And great, I can do this with another Azure AD account. So I might be working on, here you go, my, my demo script for uh, Loop and I've been plugging away at that and then I realize, oh, that's right, uh, there's something else that I have just thought of. I should add it to um, that document in my work environment. So up here in the profile photo, click over. What happens? It signs me into my... <laughs> Yeah, this would be this would be great, wouldn't it, Daniel? It's it's going to to fail on me, um, because I haven't signed into it uh, this ah, morning. Yeah. yeah, I could quickly do that. Um, let's try that again. D d d d d. See if I can remember my password. Thanks, people. But yeah, the Wait, interesting. Man, I thing can read here, your password, but no. It's not your password. Is it capital P at SS? Push. W. I probably got it wrong. I changed it recently. Prompting, prompting, signing in, signing in, doing its thing. Okay. So go. as you're switching to that account, you know what? I just demonstrated something that you've got to keep in mind as you're using this feature. Mm -hmm. If you do have a timeout on your Azure AD account for security purposes, be prepared to have to sign in each time. Hmm. Um, but yeah, here I am. I've just switched over to uh, my my account here for WM Reply, and I can jump into that document. You'll notice uh, up here as I've done that, when I switch the account, that it has, as I open up that document, it it opens another tab. So you'll see that kind of behavior as you open up the document from the office.com experience. And as I switch back, go back to modern work mentor, you get the drill. Um, I will do that now just in case I forget which account I'm in. Back to office.com. Um, but Daniel. And so it, it, it opened up a new tab though, when you did that. What, what, what happened? Well, no, it opened up the tab when I opened, when you opened. the document so here you go here's tab number four what happened to the uh, you know on the other tabs that where you had stuff opened well, ah. thank you for reminding me it, it, if you're switching back to say okay well i want to go back and you can't i think what you're driving at here daniel is you can't have a tab open with one account and a tab open with another it's all within the same browser profile same session uh, so that's switching has to be something that you will switch back when you want to work in that other um, account. Uh, now, Hermione um, has a question here about how how does it handle my many edge profiles? Um, that drives that one point here, Daniel, doesn't it? You and I, I think, we prepare, prefer to use edge profiles instead of the switching. Yeah, that that is um, what, how I, I think how a lot of people have grown to work in this environment where if you have multiple logins uh, to 365, whether it's personal or work, is that you have Edge or Chrome profiles and you just switch those to when you want to work. This has nothing to do with that. This is within the current browser you're in 
being mm. able to switch those and it would be within that browser. So I feel like um, I'm not entirely sure if for those of us that have been working in prof- edge profiles or, or Chrome profiles uh, for a while and gotten used to that, I'm not entirely sure this is for us. Uh, I, I don't know the ben- there is a benefit for us if, if that's yeah. the way we work. Now, if you're a regular user, and I don't mean that in a bad way, I'm just saying if you're the type of user that doesn't have a bunch of logins, but maybe you do, you know, come upon, oh, I have this other login that I want to use, then maybe that this is for you and this would mm. work well for you. Um, but, you know, for those of us, you know, I think I have, I don't know how many profile I, I think i'd be embarrassed to tell you how many profiles i have i just clicked <laughs> on it and it's really really long um so i for us it may not be for us right but, mm. but for people who who don't who haven't gotten used to working like this i think maybe it would work well yeah yeah maybe it's about making it more accessible for people who um wouldn't work with multiple profiles multiple browsers it but, could get um, confusing if you have profiles you know you're using profiles in chrome or edge and then you start switching accounts like this. oh no i wouldn't use the two together no, no way either. i prefer to have that's my window where i'm working with that client yep. that tenant etc daniel uh, let's, speaking of, uh, of power bi yes <clears throat> well we didn't but we are now <laughs> i was try- i'm just trying a new way of doing a transition did it work <laughs> that was very forceful <clears throat> Speaking of Power BI, this is Upgrading V1 Power BI Workspaces, MC352621. We talked about this very recently that uh, Microsoft was going to go through and upgrade all V1 workspaces in Power BI um, and begin that work April 27th. And it's already starting to go. Um, And it'll keep going through. Um, Another aspect of this was if you have any empty V1s, version one workspaces they're going to delete those uh so if you on uh, may 15th so if you want to exempt that go ahead and go back to watch our show and we'll tell you how to exempt that but i today i just wanted to show you how you can what the experience is like and and remind you of a couple things that you need to keep in keep in mind so let's switch to my distip here's me distip um, so you're going to get an email, uh, letting you know when each one of these have been upgraded. And so here is my email for the leadership workspace and saying, Hey, it's been upgraded. And that's what this is all about. And it lets you click to learn more about what's going on, or you can open it up. So let's go to power BI and this is the leadership workspace and it's, it doesn't look too much different than what it was before, but remember that there's some differences and we talked about this in the show, but um, there's some differences with the V ones and V twos things like you can't create content packs anymore. um, And it's not directly tied to 365 groups. Okay. Um, So the, I think one is if you had any content packs, then you need to go and create some apps. Right. And we and that's a different way of sharing our content in our workspaces and Power BI is using those creating apps. The other is making sure that your access is set up correctly. Okay. And because we're we're managing this differently, 
making sure that when it was converted that all the you know permissions are set the way you want them to. You can hover over the person's uh, name and it'll show their login, making sure you know their permission is correct. And if you need to change it, then you can change that here. You can just easily add uh, groups. So you can still use 365 groups. You just add them here, put the permissions that you want them to have and add it, okay? So that's uh, those are the two biggest things you need to keep in mind when working with these uh, workspaces. Does that make sense, Daryl? Are you gonna now go in and check all your workspaces? Oh, you know, Daniel, that I, I work in workspaces 50% of the day. So no, the you're, you're the one that's bringing me yeah. up to speed with this one. The last thing I'll say uh, before I turn this over to you for our last uh, item, which is all about Viva Insights, um, and is I'd like for everyone to stop right now, what you're doing, and click the thumbs up on the video or if you're watching on LinkedIn or YouTube click the thumbs up and if you're listening to the podcast go ahead and give us a like in your podcast app and give us a follow okay appreciate that yep yeah indeed uh so viva connections sorry viva insights and um, this is uh being able to enroll in the focus plan via the insights app and teams mc double three six eight five six Announced in February, it's now here. Um, I I went through this process, Daniel. I'm going to take us through it again just to show you what this is like. Because remember, it used to be called My Analytics. You could access it from a panel in Outlook. You could go to a app within the app launcher and it'd land in My Analytics and you could see some insights for... Um, actually, the word insights wasn't even used in that point. Um, so let's have a look at this in action. We have Microsoft Teams and we have the Insights app, which if you don't have it on your app rail, you can search for it and find it. And uh, this is the freemium version. I haven't had to pay a license. It's included as part of my e-subscription. So I get some insights, personal insights available to me. And we've had the protect time tab. Uh, it's now showing an option to uh, to set up focus time or to enroll in a focus plan. So that's the topic uh, that I'm looking at. Uh, let's go through it, get started. Um, I want to enroll in focus plan. I want to give myself two hours a day. Sounds good. Um Maybe I'll choose morning or afternoon, so I get to choose when. I prefer to have my focus time in the afternoon so I'm accessible for people in the mornings. I definitely want to mute notifications. Looks good. Okay, so I have enrolled in that. And what will happen is maybe I should just flip back over to here and try and find how quickly this works. Office.com, Outlook.com. Um, and then just jump into my calendar as well. <laughs> okay. That'll that'll teach me fun for times. using one of those. Yeah, fun times. Okay. So I expect to see, yeah, there we go. Some blocks of time there, focus time. It has um, added me to a plan and it will schedule, I believe it was every two weeks. So it'll only schedule as far as two weeks ahead. Yeah, that's right. So back over to here. 
what I found when I did this in my work account, where I spend most of my day, was the two-hour block wasn't really sitting where I wanted it to be. And in fact, it was getting a bit annoying to manage. Um, and so rather than being on a plan where this was happening for me automatically, I wanted to just have this manual control over it and just book the time when I felt I needed it. So I could just look ahead, plan, put a block of time there and signal to people that I'm in focus time. Um, I couldn't find anywhere to unenroll or remove myself, leave from the focus plan within this experience, Viva Insights. Uh, and try as I might, I went into out. Look, I tried to find it also in the, the panel, couldn't find it. Um, guess what, Daniel? If you want to leave the focus plan, it's not referenced here. Uh, you have to go into. It's like Hotel California. Yeah, you can check, check out any time of light. Um, my analytics. Uh, I might be getting it wrong here. Microsoft.com. Diddly diddly d. Signs me in. Or will sign me in. And it's from here that I can go into the focus plan. Focus plan. Focus. Come on now. Load up. Okay. First run experience was blocking me from doing anything. But it's in here that I can go in and choose to leave the plan. So that's uh, up over here. Plan configuration. And leave the plan. Yep. Why? Give us your I feedback. <laughs> I think that's... Um, do, don't you feel like this is just one of those things that'll catch up? It will. It will. Yeah. yeah. Just like just like the, this very feature is about catching up and saying you can manage your, your focus plan, um, your focus time from teams. Uh, I think that we will see it eventually allow us to mm -hmm. leave the plan and, and access right. more of these things. Yeah. But uh, it's... My recommendation is um, just use this piece up here about book and focus time for now um, until you maybe see. Well, let's see if we can go view. Ah, what? How about that? Yes, see? How about You're an that? influencer. You're an influencer. I'm an influencer. It's almost like they heard me preparing for the show and delivered this feature on Monday US time, Tuesday New Zealand mm -hmm. time. There, yep, it is. there it is. Leave the plan. It's a nice little I'm, I'm happy button now. there now. There you go. Yeah. You're an influencer. See, we, we sent out information, you know, via the show saying, uh, here's what we're going to cover. And uh, they said, oh, we better get that in. So now, for those in the podcast listening, um, the whole explanation Daryl just gave you still works, yes, but there is now a nice little button up there that says, "Yeah, leave this plan when you're yep. viewing it in Viva Insights. Yep, Viva Insights, you'll go to your Protect Time tab. Um, you'll go to View Focus Plan Preferences. And now you've got the ability to change, uh, leave the plan. Nice. In fact, some of those things as I step through about choosing the, the size of the focus block or morning, afternoon, all of that were quite new. So I was wondering, hmm, I wonder if they have fixed this. <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny, uh, but that's enough of that. I think um, I, I take back my my grumpiness. I step down off my <laughs> soapbox. So grumpy. With when you're you're an influencer, when you're an influencer like Daryl, you know you got to remember people. Don't be grumpy. 
because all you have to do is say what you want and it'll just happen. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Influencers who say, um, you really should let me stay at your hotel for free. Is that what you mean? Oh, I, I've never had that work. So I guess. I'm oh, no, never even asked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for being here today. I hope give us some feedback on the whole callback concept. Uh, it is true that there wasn't a lot of messages in there today that we wanted to cover. And so this really naturally fell into the slot but we'd like to hear your feedback on uh, did you like the callbacks and everything but also making sure please that you like and subscribe ring the bell that you make sure you follow us and please 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 share on social 365 mcs um sandy who is one of our uh frequent watchers and listeners shared and she got a lot of engagement on twitter or uh, last week so do you want a lot of engagement do you want to bring up your ratio on your posts in the socials then d go ahead we... share this episode out and you'll get it and, and we're thankful for that too it's it's cool to be Fantastic. able to continue the conversation after the meeting indeed oh, that's a so, whole other topic <laughs> that is indeed thank you everyone for watching we'll catch you next time bye for now bye for now